feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Every city in America, a border city. Tonight, what are your thoughts as we are seeing Chicago's mayor, who is the left of the left of the left? Well, he's going down to the border. There he is. And then we've got Eric Adams, New York City's mayor, who is also in Latin America. He was in Mexico yesterday, but now he is traveling to other parts, trying to dissuade them from coming to the United States. So is this the reason that President Joe Biden finally decided maybe we should do a little bit of border wall? The residents are furious. They are fuming, they are shouting, they are screaming, and they have had enough. And you know it's bad when you see, like in the city of Chicago, they had a town hall this week and people were downright screaming. Take a listen. Here's a little bit of the residents who said, you know what, why are the migrants getting priority over American citizens? Take a listen. You cannot keep bringing immigrants in. The city does not have the money. You cannot track them. You ain't tracking them good at the police station. You don't know their name, but you want to spread them all over the city. It is unsanitary, it's unsafe, and it's just not right. Yeah, you know what? I say bravo to them. And I am so happy to see the residents of Chicago, residents in New York, residents all over the country saying, They've had enough. And guess what the liberal media is reporting? That Trump says that immigrants are the poison blood of the U.S. That's what they're focused on. They're not focused on the crisis. They're not focused on the issues of real everyday Americans. They're going, you know what? Uh, we don't like the rhetoric of Donald Trump. That's not a nice thing to say, quote, the poison blood of the U.S., uh, I think there are a lot of people here that might even say harsher things based on what we have seen and the experiences. Uh, listen, I don't blame the migrants. Let's get this straight. I don't blame them. I think America is the greatest country in the world, and I'd be rushing to come here, too, if I had a choice. Believe me, it is such a great place. And if I heard, gosh, I can get a nice hotel room, a cushy one. I can get, you know, the food service. I can get all the free cell phones. You bet I'd take it up, and I don't blame them. I'm sure it's a lot better than uh, Caracas or anywhere else. On the other hand, we have to protect our borders. We have to maintain security in this country, and we're not doing it. And we are seeing this over and over and over again. And it's taken citizens, everyday citizens, and by the way, at the town hall, it was mostly African-Americans. These were African-Americans who were saying, why are we getting second shrift? And I agree with them. Every community in America, no matter what your color, creed, race, belief, any of that, you should be getting priority than these people who are crossing the border illegally. I'm sorry. It's pretty straightforward to me. And I'm curious if it's straightforward to you. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And here is also Mayor Eric Adams, of course, New York City Mayor. He is also on his tour of Latin America. He's on a four-day extravaganza, 
And I will give him credit. I'm happy he is going down there. I think it's important that the mayor goes down there. I'm happy that he's out there also criticizing somewhat the Biden administration. But he's also talking out of both sides of his mouth. Uh, una dirección y la otra dirección. So here he is, first off, talking about, boy, we need to get a handle on the crisis. This is what he said down there in Latin America. There's going to be a series of things that are going to be needed uh, to really stabilize the situation. And for Americans, the stabilization comes with uh, managing the border. Yeah, managing the border. So that sounds pretty good. But then earlier this week, he also said the border must stay open. We just need to decompress it a little bit. I mean, talk about a word salad. These people are like dancing more than the tango around the word. Well, yes, the border should be secure, but we have to do a couple things to uh, decompress the elevation of, of the uh, Excalibur of the corner of the linguistics. Right. That That's it. You know, I mean, give me a break. So he says that in one hand, and that sounds like someone who's saying close the border. Or add more border wall, President Biden. We'll get to that in a moment. But instead, out of his mouth on la otra dirección, this is what he says in good old Mexico. You want to make sure that people who come to New York City know what to expect. And they have the opportunity for safe and dignified migration. One that can lead to the American dream. As I say over and over again, not to an American nightmare. We want every single person who's thinking about risking their lives and their children's lives to come to New York City to know the truth about what we are dealing with. We want them to know the truth of what we're dealing with. We don't want the American dream to be a nightmare. How is that dissuading them? Talking about the American dream. We want their experience to be a great one coming across the border. How does that disincentivize anybody from coming to the United States? It doesn't. What it says is we're worried about you. We want to make sure. Look, obviously, we want to make sure these people are safe. My heart breaks for a lot of these people. And I, again, don't blame them for coming. I'm sure it's a much economically better situation than what they're leaving in many cases. But guess what? That doesn't qualify for asylum. And now they're saying, well, we want to make sure your American dream is not a nightmare. What about the Americans? What about making sure their American dream and their livelihood and their family's livelihood and their neighborhood security? What about making sure that they're okay? For some reason, we're not hearing that. And that to me is stunning. After all this time that this has happened, and this is not some epiphany. This is not like it just happened, guys. We have been talking about this here on the Rita Cosby Show for years. I've spent time at the border. I've been down there years ago. It was a leaky sieve, and I'm talking the fences were knocked down. There were a lot of things going on, but at least we had a message from the leader in the White House saying, do not come. And if you do come and you're here improperly, we will deport you. That's the message. And even Obama, for all his foibles, he deported three million people. And then he got called the deporter in chief. They were not happy with Obama doing it. 
And here we are now at this moment where New York is busting at the seams. We are spending billions upon billions of dollars. We're hearing no more room at the end. And the best you can do is say down there, we want to make sure your American dream is a good experience. However, we can help you. Why don't you carry their suitcase, too? You have done everything else. And here is a little bit more from the mayor. This is New York City Mayor Eric Adams explaining why he's in Mexico. Learn more to communicate with the people of all three of the cities we are visiting and particularly looking at uh, some of the manners in which people are going through very uh, difficult and challenging uh, movements uh, to pursue the American dream. We want to be honest with them during their travel of what the reality is on the streets of New York. Uh, our country is always a country that has been open to the immigrant population. Uh, we want to make sure that we have a great level of transparency of the challenges that we are facing so that people can manage their expectation as they're on this uh, extremely uh, important journey for many of them. And in some cases, a very dangerous journey. And it is a dangerous journey, and that's a huge part of it, because what's happening is despicable to especially the women and to the kids. And yet here we are. He said, we want you to manage your expectations. Uh, there's nothing to manage. They see everything that we all see. They see new migrant shelters popping up in communities. They see the free hotel rooms, the fact that half of the hotel rooms in New York City are filled with migrants. Uh, would you want to come here for like a, a tourist holiday? I can't wait till Christmas. Can you imagine? It'll be like, uh, mommy, I want to get a new Xbox, but the guy that has the MS-13 tattoo, uh, said he'll, uh, he'll play the game with me tonight. Is that okay? Are you kidding me? How is that going to convince people to come to New York City? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norman on line six. Norm, uh, what do you make of the Adams two-step? The the Adams two-step is maddening. I mean, I'm a New Yorker. I'm born here. I'm born in Manhattan, raised in Brooklyn. And it's it's just maddening that that this man is seems to be representing the illegal immigrants and it's forgetting us. And it's just it's it's very frustrating. But when I talk to some of my clients, my clients are mostly Upper West Side, Upper East Side liberals. They don't see this. They don't see this. They you know, they they um, I don't know. They, They just don't see this. And I try to say it's the media. And your your media is not is not telling you the truth about this because I'm specifically talking about New York Times, MSNBC, all the things that they read is not telling them what's what really going on. And you know, I I I, I see it. I say, open your eyes, man. If you want to go to Midtown, like I'll show you, like all the hotels are filled with these illegal immigrants. We're not getting tourists. We're not getting, you know, we're not getting people from Europe. We're not getting people. And that means we're not getting money because of this. And we're spending all this money on these illegals. And it's, you know, I, I, I just try to, to get through. And I, I've come to the conclusion is um, your Manhattan liberal is, is a lost cause. It's a lost cause. They're going to go down with the ship. That's it. There's no, they're not, it's all Trump and it's all, they're, they're just not, they're, they don't get it. I'm hoping that there's enough people like yourself or independents 
that might, you know, might not look. I, I know the people in your audience, a lot of the people in your audience who call in are conservatives, they're Republicans, and they get it. But I'm hoping that there are enough people willing to change, you know, you know, just open their eyes, just, you know, like to, to see what's going on. And I don't know. I, I don't know if the message is getting through in it. And I find it frightening. So that's. Uh, yeah, I do, know, too. I, I, I do, too. But Norm, when you hear the tensions, um, as we just talked about, first of all, and you know all too well what's going on in like Staten Island and you're there in Brooklyn with all these shelters popping up. And then also in Chicago, they are like screaming. And the fact that this was, you know, this was, I would say 99%, it looked like to me, uh, were African Americans who said, wait a minute, we've been waiting to get these kind of services. We've been waiting to do this. We would like more, uh, you know, social services in our community. We're not getting it. And then they suddenly see these migrants that are going to the front of the line and they see these fancy schmancy tents coming in that are winterized because boy, do you need it in Chicago? Uh, so, I, you know, I, I'm, I do feel like it is finally getting through. And I think case in point, Norm, I think that's the only reason that President Biden uh, did a 180 on the border wall on putting that part, even though he doesn't want to say it. It is clearly for political reasons, because he's getting these liberal mayors. You've got the Eric Adams and you've got Mr. Liberal himself, <laughs> Brandon Johnson in Chicago, feeling the heat. And when you've got average citizens, and I don't know if they're a Republican, Democrat, Independent, doesn't matter. Like you said, it's it's a it's a safety issue. It's an American issue. It's a New York. It's a New Chicago issue. Those people are really uh, at wit's end, and I think that that's what is created. So I do think it's bursting through. Maybe not enough. I think uh, I think it needs to burst through a lot more, uh, so we don't hear about preserving the migrants' American dream. I'd like them to start talking about are you a veterans American dream, our homeless American dream. What about their American dream? And then maybe uh, number 30 on the list is we could put the migrants if we have room, if we have place, as opposed to the other way around. Uh, Norm, thank you so much. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show on this very busy Friday night. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Genesis on a Friday night. I love Phil Collins. I love Genesis, the whole band. They are awesome. And this is not awesome what's going on with the migrants. And people have had enough. Uh, Joe Biden obviously caving to political pressure. I'm glad he did. I just wish he would be honest with the American public and say, hey, you know, the reason that I'm building 20 miles of wall Well, it's because, obviously, I've had a wide-open border that has left America unprotected for the last three years, and now we suddenly have 8 million people-plus that we have no idea where they are going, where they went. They're not vetted. 
Uh, I mean, give me a break. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dom on line three. Dom, your thoughts. Rita, I just realized that Hillary Clinton is the smartest woman we know, next to the smartest man we know, Hunter Biden. So she has she has convinced me that the MAGAs are a dangerous bunch and they need to be deprogrammed into submission if we are to save this country. My wife has already started working on my terrible mental disease caused by Agent Orange. That orange man is our savior. <laughs> and by the way, uh, he might come in as a uh, temporary speaker, Dom. What do you think? Uh, it would well, be, I, but think, I, I think, think it'd be good just to have him come in. I, I want him focused on the presidency. I have already started talking to my neighbors about how we can teach this country a harsh lesson by electing the most wanted and deplorable man to come in and destroy this wretched country by taking it back to its founding principles, life, liberty, and the pursuit of border walls. Ah, Dom, you are the best. I 1,000% agree. Uh, Let's go to Kevin, line one. Kevin, what do you think? Hey, Rita, you know, I see the mayor's trip to Latin America in a different light. I, I really think he's trying to raise his his national profile to, you know, run for president. I think he sees that Biden is weak and there's a leadership vacuum. I mean, there's no re- there's no reason whatsoever. Hey, Kevin, you're off. You're on a speaker. Shit. You're on a speaker. Come closer to your uh, receiver. Sorry about that. Is that better? Yeah, better. A little bit better. But I heard what you said. By the way, I heard where you said that. This may be an attempt to sort of raise his profile uh, for higher office. Um, and you very well may be right. I agree. Uh, the problem is he's really been talking out of both sides. So it's very hard to be able to tell uh, where he's going with this. I think he's trying to kind of like appease everybody. And if you try to please everybody, you end up pleasing nobody. So it's going to be interesting to see where he's going. But I agree with you. Maybe there's more to it than just trying to help the migrants. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great law enforcement, our men and women in blue, a very powerful story coming from Arizona and California, where Mesa, Arizona police officer Sean Patterson is now walking for a cause. He is on a 425-mile trek and is walking in honor of his two friends who were killed in the line of duty. He said, I wanted to come up with a way to honor them. At my first deployment in Afghanistan, I lost two of my closest friends. So for four years, Patterson was an U.S. Army Ranger and was deployed to Afghanistan twice. In 2011, his two friends, Sergeant Tyler Holtz and Specialist Ricardo Cerros, lost their lives. Patterson said it was so tough for me. I was only 20 years old. I didn't have much life experience, and I've never seen anyone killed or die before me. Now, Patterson is pressing forward to honor their legacy. As of September 24th, Patterson has been hiking for four weeks. 
beginning in Sergeant Holtz's hometown in Dana Point, California, and then onward to Specialist Saros Jr.'s hometown in Salinas, California. He said, we found that's the way to meet these families, walk through their hometowns, through their same streets, the same parks, and the same high schools that they went to. Wow, what a powerful story. Every day, he says he's going to hike at least 20 miles. Patterson hopes this is going to help spread awareness about the sacrifices of our soldiers and their families. Ultimately, Patterson also hopes to raise a quarter of a million dollars to help build permanent memorials to honor his two friends. Uh, what a powerful story and beautiful work that this police officer is doing, who's also a veteran to honor his colleagues. How beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, I wish that there was more security at our southern border. At least it's going to have 20 more miles of border wall, whether the Bidens want it or not. Uh, but they're clearly adhering to lots of public pressure. And we were talking about in Chicago because this was a stunning moment this week. We saw uh, after buses upon buses of individuals have been showing up in Chicago, uh, they are busting at the seams. Those these images of migrants sleeping on the floors of police stations and of schools there in Chicago. Clearly, they're having problems dealing with this crisis, too. And it's costing them tons of money, millions upon millions of dollars. And it's expected to go much, much higher. And especially as the weather is getting colder there, uh, that makes it even much more difficult and much more complicated for the migrants and for the city of Chicago. Same thing with New York. What are you going to do? And New York and some of these shelters, they're just tent cities. What's going to happen when it starts to get really cold outside? Uh, are you going to bring in heaters? Are you going to move them then into a, another school, more hotel rooms? What's the solution? Where's the end in sight? I don't see it. I'm curious if you do, because I don't see it. So residents in Chicago, and in fact, many African-Americans, many communities are saying, wait a minute, we should be getting more Security. We should be getting more social services. We should be getting free food and free hotel rooms. Why are we getting a backseat? Why are we on like a waiting list on certain issues? And yet it seems like migrants go to the front of the line. They've had enough. So here they are at a town hall just a few days ago and listen to the anger and frustration. And you could hear them chanting, you work for us. And that's right. They're paying the money, the taxpayers' money, for their salaries. They do work for them. But it seems like they don't now because they're too busy working on the migrant issue. And here's a little bit more. This is one Chicago resident, Mona Collins. And listen to what she had to say. Well, my perspective is, is that I know that uh, we're all outraged about this uh, because they have placed this on the community. They have not spoken to the community. They are proposing to move them into our area. The mayor, the governor, no one has reached out to us. And I think this is unfair. We're not saying that they're not welcome here, but we are taxpayers paying our dollars, and they're telling us that we don't have a say in this. I've been living in this community for over 38 years, okay? We helped build this community. 
We hold it up. We support it. Our children have been raised here. You understand? We have a lot of activities for our children. And to tell us that we have no say and displace us out of our own part, our own recreation area that keeps our kids off the street, it's just appalled. It's just. It's just out of control, and she is appalled by what she has seen. And this is cut 15. Uh, this is the mayor, Brandon Johnson. And what's ironic is, again, this is the guy who replaced Lori Lightfoot, who was left of the left of the left. He's now left of the left of the left of the left. <laughs> and yet he's complaining. Listen to this one. 14 buses today. Um, We're getting word that it could be as many as 22. You know, this is a growing crisis, not just for the city of Chicago, but for the for the entire globe. The population shift that we are experiencing as a result of the failure of 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 federal uh, policies is now impacting the people of Chicago in a very dramatic way. And I'm happy to hear he is saying the failure of the federal policies. I'm wondering why he can't get the word Biden out. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, the, the because it seems like the White House, the message today from the White House was it's the Trump policies or it's the GOP needs to come to the table. They came to the table. They would like a lot more than just 20 miles of border wall, which is what you are trying to kind of we're hoping was just going to sort of sneak under the radar. So this is such a bunch of hogwash. But this is the messaging that they're clearly going after the federal We've heard a little bit of that from Adams, where he's actually kind of said the White House. But then at the same breath, he says, yeah, the border is open and it's going to remain open. Even now, as I go down to Latin America, it's going to remain open. And he keeps trying to stand by what he says are the sanctuary city laws. Now, this is interesting because there is a case, of course, what we saw in Staten Island at the uh, St. John Villas Academy. That is the school there. And that's now turned into a migrant shelter. About 20 feet away is a grammar school. There's another school on the other side. There's also a senior center there, remember? That's also uh, becoming a migrant shelter. There's all these issues that are going on there. And the judge in the St. John Villa, Staten Island case, said there is no equivalent. Basically, the right to shelter doesn't extend to the migrants, that it doesn't extend beyond that particular case, which was an emergency at that time, and it doesn't extend to people who are non-American citizens, that they're not citizens of the United States. These are illegal migrants. He, he was unequivocal. So why is Adams now saying, well, maybe we might appeal? They filed a notice to appeal. And why is he still trying to stand behind the right to shelter? Is he just using that as cover? Because a judge just said to him, Right to shelter isn't really correct. It doesn't mean you got to, like, protect all these illegal migrants coming to the city. But for some reason, he still wants to hide behind it. Take a listen. And I'm going to adhere to the laws that were in place prior to me getting in office. And I'm not going to do anything to uh, go against those laws. And I'm not going to go against those laws. All I had to do is cite the judge's decision. If you really want it out, he gave it to you. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to, let's go to Pat, uh, line seven. Pat, your thoughts. 
Hi, Rita. I hope you can hear me clearly. Yep, you I sound great. Livid. You sound great. I sound. I feel like a displaced person. I am so fed up with the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, the politicians. What happened to those men today that didn't even get enough time? They tried to get jobs. They were living in a shelter, and they were booted out to put the Venezuelan people in. Isn't that a real crapper? Yeah. Are you referring to which case? In Boston? Is that what you're talking about? Here in New York. Oh, yes. In, okay. In New York, too. Because, by the way, I thought you were at first talking about the case. Did you know in um, Massachusetts there was a big issue where uh, the veterans were supposed to be there uh, at a hotel, and then they got booted out? And you're right. Uh, there's been a whole bunch of stuff happening in New York of late where they're moving people out. And what happened? Yeah, I mean, Navy game? Yes, yes, exactly. Yep, to- yep. You know, it's so disheartening. Rita, I've never seen anything like this in my 77 years. I am so disheartened. I wish maybe that I was a migrant coming in because I know that I would get treated with royalty. Isn't that a sad comment? And I agree with you, by the way. I never thought in America, which is the greatest country in the world, and it still is, despite... Uh, the problems that I think Biden has created in much in part. But we're in a place where you're right. The average American feels like a second class citizen. We feel like a stranger in our own country. You know, and, and how sad is that, Pat? I never thought I would see this where it's it's just so blatant what is happening. Rita, you know what we're just good for? Paying the taxes for this, the freight. That's all we're good for as Americans. Yeah, it, it has to change. And that's why... By the way, Pat, I'm actually surprised that, like, the scenes that we were just playing in Chicago, and it was packed. I mean, these people were furious. But I'm actually surprised that we're not seeing more of those, aren't you? I mean, I'm surprised we're not. We've seen some, obviously, in Staten Island. We've seen in Brooklyn. uh, We've seen, obviously, that in Chicago. I'm surprised we don't see that in every single city across America. I think it's coming to a head. It's slow. It's not fast enough for me, but people are getting the message now, and I hope they realize come the election time. I'm hoping that we have the power and the ability to change this whole environment that we live in. Yeah, I hope so, too, because I think this is really destructive. And I think, obviously, the priorities are out of whack. Uh, and the other issue is obviously, Pat, we've got the health issues. There's a, an increase of tuberculosis. There's also issues that are happening with criminal records. Uh, There's been all these fentanyl busts of late. There's a huge fentanyl bust that just happened in the last 24 hours uh, in New York area. There's all these issues with human trafficking. There are so many problems associated with beyond, obviously, Americans taking a back seat. It it just there. This is this is something we will feel for generations to come. The destruction that's been caused, we will feel for generations to come. Let's go to Robert in Suffolk County. Robert, uh, this is really uh, a crisis point. Yes, and this lawlessness is going to stop one way or another. First, we can use the courts as citizens and also as crime victims when illegal aliens assault and even kill our family members. Filing civil rights complaints. Yep. No, you're right. The problem is, Robert, finding these people. The problem is, who are they? Where are they? What's their background? 
What's their history? Um, we don't know. You know, we have no idea who they are. We don't even know if they're given the right name. I mean, and those are the ones we know about. We believe that there are about two million people here that we have no clue, courtesy of President Biden, at least. Uh, so how do we know that we can trust them? How do we know that that's the right name? How do you know you can track them down? You don't know. And we don't know, by the way, sadly, uh, if they've committed something here in this country, it's likely not their first offense. And you think like Venezuela or these countries are going to be cooperating with us? I don't think so. That's the sad thing. They don't want them and they don't want to let us know who they are letting out and saying, hey, just head up north. That's the scary thing. Uh, and these countries know darn well what they're doing. And guess what? They save on the social services. They let them out of the prisons. They do whatever. And we're stuck with it. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Terry, line four. Terry, where do you see this headed? Yes, ma'am. I, I don't see it uh, getting any better. I was wondering if your listening audience had ever heard Biden say, which I did, that he was going to fix the world, but it was going to be kind of chaotic. To me, that is a very frightening statement. Yeah, that is a frightening statement, Terry, um, because you're right. We don't want him to fix the world. And so far, what he's fixed, he broke. (laughs) It's not fixing. Uh, Let's go to Frank in Ontario. Uh, Frank, what do you think when you hear all this? Uh, It's very uh, it's very tragic. As for one, it's very um, happy making as these people in Chicago and New York and everybody else is stepping up and speaking and say, you work for us. And that's the way it should be. Stop voting Democrat. And why do you keep voting these people in? We do the same thing here. I'm stuck in a neighborhood. It's called the NDP, New Democratic Party. I've never voted for them in my life, but people in the neighborhood where I live still do. It now, doesn't matter. And you're in California, right? No, I'm in Hamilton, Ontario. Oh, you're in Hamilton, Ontario. Okay, perfect. Okay, yeah, perfect. That's what I thought, Frank. Okay, sorry about that. They, it was uh, I didn't see that it was Canada. But thank you so much. I mean, and I thought it was you, Frank. So here you are watching us from the north. What do you think when you hear this? Do you, you said they do the same thing where you are, and that's exactly what they're doing. And you know what I worry about, Frank, too? The world is watching. Um, and we've even seen reports of our northern border people coming across from the terror exactly. watch list. That's scary, too. It's like, it's like a free for all in both directions. Well, Trudeau's on his way out. He knows it. And, uh, the, the second in command is on his way out, and he knows it. Um, my comment to you, Rita, is thank you very much, and I'm, and I'm finally seeing, as the polls show, just look at the polls, but these people keep complaining like we don't get no rights, but stop voting Democrat, and you'll be fine. Exactly. Well, I hope people are listening. you got to vote for who's going to protect you and keep you safe. That is the bottom, bottom line. And Frank from Ontario, Canada, I love you. We'll continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show.
And coming up in the next hour here on the Rita Cosby Show, we're going to be talking about this stunning statement coming from Hillary Clinton, who did an interview with CNN saying that MAGA supporters need to be defeated and need to be deprogrammed uh, like they're walking around like a bunch of zombies, like uh, Jason Bourne, you know, like with one of those chips put in them. Uh, what do you make of this? This clearly is the line of attack. And you could hear also Joe Biden making those comments. The first thing I thought of when I heard that was the whole basket of deplorables was coming on back. So that's what I thought of. And the question is, will this be effective? And is she trying to kind of maybe wait in the wings if Joe Biden falters? Because Joe Biden was talking today, and boy, it sounded like one big painful word salad. It was really, really difficult. And he's taking heat on the border issue as we're talking about what's going on in the migrant shelters and more. He is taking big-time heat from every single different direction. Even AOC is coming after him. Uh, there is nobody who is agreeing with the way he's handled this. She's like, okay, he hasn't done enough for the climate. He promised he was never going to build a wall. Why is he doing it? And then you've got, obviously, people on the other side saying, why are you just doing 20 miles a wall? Why don't you concede it works? Uh, So he's in a box politically, and he can't even get his words out. It is, like, really, really painful to hear. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Richie in Austin, Texas. Line 8. Richie, uh, how bad is it there? Oh, Rita, the southern towns are so overwhelmed that uh, in Texas that even though they send them out, it does not matter. Thousands of people come in every day. What they're doing, people, are they're pulling the Border Patrol from the border to you know, do all the applications, filling out the the ones who do fill out for the asylum and everything, and come back to a court case, and we know they don't come back. So the it looks like the streets are unbelievable. It's it's like a street fair that never ends, but illegals coming in. This is the great invasion, folks. This is the changing of America forever. They're, they're looking. They want to put 400 million people in the country total. They want to get there as fast as they can. They, they they know that they can win this thing, the hard left. People in this audience should know your children will live under the hard left, but it might be the only thing they will ever know. And you hear the politicians like the mayor in Chicago say federal problem. What he really means is he wants more money from the federal government. He doesn't want to blame Biden because he's the mayor of Chicago is a left winger. He wants this invasion. He wants this total invasion. The people complaining in Staten Island, the grandmas, when those in, when those left wingers see that, they're laughing, they're celebrating. They know it's just a matter of time before they're going to have the whole federal government. The only reason why Biden is putting on this act now, folks, is because in a month you have a November election and he's pretending he's doing something. But they contradict themselves continuously. Uh, Eric Adams is schizophrenic, but he's an open border guy. And he wants this invasion. He, he says federal government, too. Then he puts on an act. He's flying to Mexico. He's flying to South America. I mean, it's a joke. He, what is he doing? Handing out voting applications and get here as soon as possible? It's, cra- it's What they're doing now is displacing. They want $400 million. They want the Republican Party, folks, you hear this, to be a permanent minority. 
And now you hear these guys, just you got to remember, people say, I support legal immigration. They are either fronts for the establishment or useful idiots. They like legal immigration. When the hard left takes over the whole federal government, we're giving about a million and a half a year coming in legally. You're going to have 10, 20 million coming in legally with the hard left taking over. And then you're really going to see it. It's going to be from the third world. Remember that now. And by the way, Richie, to your point, too, uh, I think at some point, I think you're absolutely onto something. I think at some point he's going to say, "Okay, we're going to cut a deal. Maybe we'll do more than 20 miles of the border. But all these millions upon millions, they're now citizens. They can vote. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. On this Friday night here on the Rita Cosby Show, guess what? Uh, a New York Post headline, as we're talking about the border crisis just crossing a little bit ago, saying Mayor Eric Adams visited the migrants in Ecuador, and according to those that were at this shelter that he visited, he just came and said, good job. Didn't tell them, don't come to New York City. Uh, how does that sound like his campaign to dissuade them from crossing the border is working out. Uh, that doesn't sound like it's really doing much. Is it all just smoke and mirrors? All just one big show. Meantime, speaking of shows, uh, Hillary Clinton is coming out swinging. And I'm curious what you think, if you think she may be waiting in the wings. We know that President Biden has been doing really poor in the polls on so many different issues, whether it's the border, whether it's the economy, uh, whether it's national security. There's a whole bunch of numbers. Inflation, he's tanking. And you're wondering, is Hillary Clinton saying maybe she would like a rematch against President Trump? Because it looks like he is going to be, of course, on the GOP side. So Hillary Clinton is back to her old comments. Remember years ago when she came out uh, with her famous basket of deplorables comment? Well, now she has a brand new one. And this is what she said a little bit ago. She came out swinging and said that supporters of President Trump, the MAGA supporters, well, they need to be just like Jason Bourne deprogrammed. Take a listen. There wasn't this little tail of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party as it is today. Mm-hmm. And sadly, so many mm-hmm. of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. And how do you do that? Because you said you have to defeat them by defeating their leader. Their leader is Donald Trump. Even you have said that you expect him to be the Republican nominee. How does this change at all? 
At this point, I think, sadly, he will still likely be the nominee, and we have to defeat him. And we have to defeat those who are the election deniers, as we did in 2020 and 2022. Um, and we have to, you know, just be smarter about how we are trying to uh, empower the right people inside the Republican Party. We need to deprogram. Are you kidding me? That, to me, is so offensive. And speaking of the Democrats, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is not happy with President Biden, especially on the issue of the border. Now that we know that he they leaked out that he's they're planning Mayorkas, even though he's trying to backpedal big time, but that they're planning on doing 20 miles of border wall. They had to actually reverse 26 federal laws to do it. So that's no easy feat. So they clearly were intent on it. Well, now even the left is not happy with Joe Biden. And listen to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. This is what you put on Instagram. And she really was critical of the White House. I think it's a terrible idea. I think it's a broken promise. But additionally, let's say you completely disagree on this. You could build a great big Trumpy wall on the entire U.S. southern border, and it's still not going to fix this problem. And I'll tell you why. The U.S. and U.S. foreign policy is contributing to the displacement of millions of people in South America to begin with. And if we do not address the migrant crisis at its root, it is still going to continue to be a problem. And if you have the displacement of millions of people, it is going to continue to destabilize the entire region. So President Biden knows he's getting heat from every single different direction. And today at the White House, he was asked about the border wall. And I think he said that border thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you hear this answer from the president, who just sounds like he has no energy whatsoever. Mr. President, Mr. President, can you be specific about what you did to try to reappropriate those border funds, especially when Democrats controlled both chambers of Congress? Well, you know, the wall thing? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, sir. Yeah, they passed. Well, I was told that I had no choice, that, I, you know, Congress passes legislation to build something, whether it's an aircraft carrier, a wall, or provide for a tax cut, I can't say I don't like it, I'm not going to do it, if it hadn't been vetoed, if it's a law. that you tried to reappropriate the funds, so... Yeah, we tried to ask the Congress to consider changing the law to reappropriate, say, don't use it for other purposes, give me more border agents, give me more uh, technical capabilities to detect fentanyl and the like, that's what I wanted to do. Does that sound like a man on a mission or a man who's like uh, ready to go back to uh, the beach and move the beach chair? That seemed like it was a lot of energy for him. He just sounded exhausted. He just said, I I don't know how he's going to make it. I'm being dead serious. I do not see this president having the energy to continue in the presidency at a time where there are so many enormously serious issues. Does he realize what's going on in the border? I'm not even sure. He seems so unbelievably out of touch. He seems so unbelievably out of it. It's really shocking. 
And then I think one of the most stunning comments as we're talking about national security and border security today in that same press conference where the president was rambling about that border thing, that wall thing. Well, here he is. This see if you can make sense of this. It was a uh, announcement talking about the economy and all these other things. And here's a little bit of back and forth, but you got to hear the end of this press conference. And if you can translate this for me, I would greatly appreciate it. Take a listen. Look, I got to choose my words here. You all are not the happiest people in the world. What's your report? And I mean it sincerely. It gets a more little. You get more legs when you're reporting something that's negative. I don't mean I don't mean you're picking on me. I'm just the nature of things. You turn on the television, and there's not a whole lot about boy saves dog as he swims in the lake. You know, to say you know it's about you know somebody pushed the dog in the lake. I mean I I, I get it, but. If you just listen to what's going on around the world, there's reason for people to be concerned. There's reason for people to be concerned what's going on with in Russia. There's reason to be concerned about what's going on in other parts of the world. I think that the American people are smart as hell and know what their interests are. I think they know... They're better off financially than they were before. It's a fact. And all the all that data, all that polling stuff shows they think they're more positive about the economy than they've been, more positive about their jobs, et cetera. Um, I just think if you let me put it this way. If you just watch what happened last week in the Congress, how excited are you going to be about much of anything? Anyway. Wow. How what Todd, that is your commander in chief who is supposed to be protecting the homeland and doing a really crummy job of it. And boy, there were like 5,000 disparate thoughts in there. There was the kids in the lake saving the dog, something about Russia. He was angry about the press, uh, taking a swipe as you heard at the House Republicans for the whole thing with the speaker. Uh, that is called jambalaya. Because they like threw everything in. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Pete in Staten Island on line six. Pete, uh, first off, uh, did, could you translate what we just heard from President Biden? I would have to remove half my brain, which a lot of people say is gone already. But uh, I, I was I was yelling at my friend Joel. I says, "What is he saying? I mean, could you understand him?" I says, "I can't. This is babble, babble. I mean, this is like uh, when I used to drink a lot. I couldn't even talk that crazy. I mean, <laughs> it's really sad. It's really, really sad. Staten Island is going to H E L L in a handbasket. It is terrible out here. My friend was approached by a illegal." and demanded a ride from him. He told him no, and he got more crazy. And my friend, Drew, is a guy you don't mess with because he's kind and everything, but if he's got to use his hands, he will hurt you. And so the guy they walked away, thank God, and Drew didn't have any confrontation with him, but it's getting really bad out here, Rita. 
very bad. It's uh, a 13-year-old was killed on a city bus today, stabbed. I don't know if you heard, heard about yes, that. I, I don't know. Yes, I did, which I don't is know so the sad. I don't know if he was African-American, if he was uh, Italian or uh, Irish or anything. I know nothing about it. I haven't heard anything on the news about it. And uh, other, other than 77 WABC, which reports the truth all the time. Of course, of course. It's, it's fair and balanced. I mean, thank you, Pete. Hey, Pete, Pete I want to ask you, yes. Pete, also, too. And by the way, thank you for the nice words, too, which which means so much because because we really care about common sense and putting all sides out there. Um, you know, I want to ask also about Staten Island, too, because where you are, uh, I want to hear what is going on with the migrant shelter there, because apparently a whole bunch more came back and many of the residents there are very upset. And I'm talking about like the St. John Villa, uh, where it's right near the grammar school. And the judge ruled, you know, basically said this needs to be adjudicated. We, I don't believe the judge that that this is there's a right to shelter. Like he clearly was contesting what the city uses as a basis for why they have to take them all in. And it seems like this city is just thumbing its nose and sending more people there. What, what is, what do the people of Staten Island, the great people of Staten Island think about that? Well, they're up in arms. What could they do? These people are breaking the law. They're telling, they're putting people in. This is a school. It's not made to be a shelter. It's not the proper, uh, plumbing. There's not the proper electric. There's not the proper smoke alarms and stuff. And these people are smoking in the buildings. They're not smelling uh, cigarettes. They're smoking pot because now pot is legal. I got got a cousin of mine, never smoked pot. He's in his 60s. Now he's a complete degenerate pothead and so is his wife. They can't even put a sentence together. All they do is smoke, smoke, smoke. Why? It's legal. So now, what good of it? People that, uh, good people that never did this stuff, but then again, debate would be, what about alcohol? That's bad too. You know, what about cigarettes? So this is self-destruction. People, it is. It is. Uh, and you know, know what? And you know what? Just as you're talking about, uh, you know, getting back to the migrant crisis, uh, it is a self-inflicted wound because, you know, when you say, hey, come to New York, we're going to give you this. We're going to give you freebies. We're going to do this. We're not going to check your background, essentially. Come on in. And then they wonder why all these people come in. Uh, that is a crisis of leadership's own making. And yet we will all suffer as a result of it. Uh, Pete, I love you. Thank you very much. Let's go to Joaquin, line five. Pete, uh, uh, Joaquin, your thoughts. Rita, 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 lovely Rita maid. Um, you know, the problem is this, until people really understand what's going on here, nothing is going to change. We, there's a globalist agenda that wants to destroy the sovereignty of the United States of America. And there's so many different directions I can go. When you hear Hillary give her thing about about MAGA people and even Joe Biden, and I don't know if you caught that article, I think it was in Newsweek, how the FBI now has a newer division to investigate Donald Trump supporting MAGA extremists. I saw that. I said, and 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 they literally like are putting him in like a new class. I mean, that's what's so scary. Uh, clearly, a targeting of conservatives. Go ahead, walking. Please, please understand. Look at the history of communist takeovers. You know what they did? They murdered hundreds of millions of people. You know, and 
when you have rhetoric like that, and the problem is, is that on our side, you know, people who believe in the Constitutional Republic, United States of America, there are no voices out here labeling them as what they are. They've effectively, you know, used their media, which has been bought and paid for by these globalists. You know, these people get big salaries in MSNBC and, you know, and all these organizations. And, and, and the communist takeover started back in the 50s and the 60s. You know, there's a guy, Yuri Bezmenov, who did an interview in Canada, like an hour and a half. And he was talking about how they were going to do it. But the, the globalist agenda and there's many people who have written about this and talk about it. I'm sure you're familiar with Glenn Beck, you know, and there's a woman named Carol Ross. She wrote a book, You Will Own Nothing. And until people understand that this is what's going on, they want to destroy the country. Well, and, and, and Joaquin, I, I can't almost think of any other reason why you would have some of the policies that they do. I mean, I agree with you that it's part of a sort of a concerted effort because it just defies logic that they would do it for any other reason, because it's obvious when you have an open border, you see it looks like a like a concert crowd of thousands every day crossing the border. Uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that that's dangerous for anybody's homeland a- and also crime. And these repeat offenders, uh, there was a guy who hit somebody uh, with a bottle, hit a couple people with a bottle at a Whole Foods in New York. They just found out he had eight priors. What a surprise. I'm surprised they only had eight priors. Uh, lately, it's been usually a, a baker's dozen, it seems to be the, the golden number. But what is going on with us? And then there's a story, too, that assaults against New York police officers have skyrocketed more than 25 percent since last year. Where is law and order, law and order and caring about this country? one 800 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue with your calls after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show. This could be a Biden song, Caught Up in You. <laughs> and he's caught up on uh, the border tonight because he's trying to figure it out both different directions. And he's taking incoming. Everybody's going, uh, you're finally getting to the party. He's trying to say that he's forced to do it, which is a bunch of hogwash because they had to go past 26 different federal laws. And then he's got the folks on the left saying, you are breaking your campaign promise. So this is a mess. And then, as you just heard, he was trying to explain some answer about something. And Pete from Staten Island and I were trying to translate. Uh, neither one of us could figure out what the heck he is talking about. But boy, it is a mess under this president. And it's no wonder that the Democrats are getting more nasty. They're getting more feisty they're getting more divisive because they got to 
they got to fight because I'm telling you, this president, when you look at it, the world is going, that's the leader of the free world. Uh, they're hoping he's going to be able to stand through the press conference, let alone lead the world or this country. Uh, that's stunning. What we just heard was absolutely stunning. Oh, rah, 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 rah. Rambles, the boy saving a dog, uh, happy this, Russians this. Uh, that was painful, painful, painful. Uh, let's go to Tom and line three in the Bronx. Tom, you want to talk about the migrants? Go ahead. Pink Floyd, the wall presents Joe Biden, President Chickenhead, a.k.a. Joe and Lie. Um, listen, this invasion is the dream of the hard left. The only thing is the hard left is not really intelligent. They could not believe how easy it was. They thought there was going to be a fight. There's going to be no fight. Uh, the Republican establishment is on board with the invasion. They're the ones who always pushed amnesty in the last 15 years in the U.S. Congress. Uh, a lot of people love uh, Senator Cruz and Rubio and all these guys and Romney. They were all for amnesty for the invaders of this country. What they're doing now is they're conditioning the people to accept this invasion of America. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, it ain't working because people are saying enough. And the fact is, this is just the beginning. We still have another year of this. Can you imagine the damage that's going to be done to this country in the next year? He'll kind of do a little bit of a pause now with election time coming, November, some local elections and state elections, and then he's going to go back again. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great military and, of course, their families. A beautiful story coming from Calverton, New York, where two veterans and pillars of the community were honored and celebrated for their military service during ceremonies this week. Uh, two residents, veteran Richard Robinson, for starters, and also Joseph Napolitano, were given quilts of valor in recognition of their service. One of them, veteran Richard Robinson, was given it in recognition of his service as an Army quartermaster. He served from 1954 to 1956, and he was responsible for ensuring that our soldiers were properly equipped. The other veteran, Joseph Napolitano, served as an Air Force radio operator. And during his service between 1951 and 56, he was awarded a Good Conduct Medal and given wings for his service. He is also proficient in Morse code. Uh, both of these have done so much during their time of service and also afterwards and received two individually created Quilts of Valor uh, from the Great Quilts of Valor organization that honor veterans around the country. Bravo to our great heroes, and I love to see them always recognized and appreciated for their great service. Well, I hate when I see either party really casting a wide swath and saying, oh, these people are despicable. We've heard from President Biden over the last year or two. He's come out and said, that MAGA is a threat to the republic. He repeated it again this week, even at the White House. He said, the House Republicans, the chaos, well, that is a threat to the democracy. 
And you can see that's what they're going to do. They're going to keep on doing this. And Hillary Clinton, who we haven't heard from in a while, really took some big swipes. And it's getting a ton of headlines tonight. First off, who can forget not that long ago, it was a few years ago, remember, on the campaign trail, and a lot of people took offense to when Hillary Clinton said this about Trump supporters. You can put half of Trump supporters called the basket of deplorables. <laughs> right? The racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. Yeah, they're just the worst of the worst because they, quote, want to make America great again. And then this week on CNN, boy, she now said it's the form of a cult that they're like zombies walking around with uh, chips <laughs> placing their heads, basically. Listen to what she said. And this is getting a ton of coverage. There wasn't this little tail of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party as it is today. Mm-hmm. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. And how do you do that? Because you said you have to defeat them by defeating their leader. Their leader is Donald Trump. Even you have said that you expect him to be the Republican nominee. How does this change at all? At this point, I think, sadly, he will still likely be the nominee, and we have to defeat him. And we have to defeat those who are the election deniers, as we did in 2020 and 2022. Um, And we have to, you know, just be smarter about how we are trying to uh, empower the right people inside the Republican Party. So we have to deprogram. And then... She went one step further. Listen to this. For whatever reason, he and his very negative, uh, nasty form of politics resonates with them. Maybe they don't like migrants. Maybe they don't like gay people or black people or the woman who got the promotion at work they didn't get. Whatever the reason, you know, Make America Great Again was a bid uh, for nostalgia to return to a place where, you know, people could be in charge of their lives, feel empowered, say what they want, insult whoever came in their way. And that was really attractive to um, a significant portion of the Republican base. Uh, So it is like a cult. And somebody has to break the, uh, you know, (laughs) break that momentum. And that's why I believe Joe Biden will defeat him. And Hopefully then that will be the end and the fever will break and then uh, Republicans can try to get back to, you know, fighting about issues among themselves and electing people who are at least, you know, responsible and accountable. The fever will break like it's a disease, <laughs> you know, like hopefully uh, they can part with that. It's a cult and the cult will be over uh, if Trump is defeated. I mean, boy. That is hyperbole. And so Ronna McDaniel, who's charge of the RNC, came back with 
what she says was just a disgusting comment uh, about MAGA. And she says uh, the Democrats need to look in the mirror. Trump voters, Republican voters, we want safety. We want our parents to have a kid in their uh, say in their kids' schools. We want fentanyl to be removed from the streets. We want our border closed. So the Democrats are a pro-crime, pro-criminal, pro-fentanyl party right now. Their policies have shown that, pro-open border. I'm not about denigrating other Americans, but their policies are making our country less safe and less prosperous because people are struggling. And the most incredible thing, guys, uh, if you feel like you've already had like whiplash a thousand times over, we are still over a year from Election Day. So if you think things are getting nasty, it's a cult. You got to break the fever. They got to be doing programmed. Uh, this is just the beginning. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ, line eight. BJ, uh, what do you think of what she said? And this is like, by the way, it's, you know, it's not just her speaking. There's a lot of people in the Democratic Party that feel the same way she does. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, happy Friday, Rita. You too. Uh, you know, it's always good to hear you, and thank you for having me on. You know, uh, they, the Democrat Party considered her poison, and they must be scared to death about Trump because he's leading in all the polls. That she flew out of here on her broom from Chappaqua to bla- to to, to uh, mouth off to uh, Christina Amanpour. She, if she really wants to talk about a cult, we'll have this discussion. When you join the Clinton cult, you wind up dead like Vince Foster. You wind up in jail like Susan McDougal, or you wind up raped like Juanita Broderick, or you wind up broke like the people of Haiti through the Clinton Global Initiative. So let's have a, a little sip of that Kool-Aid for a bit. You know, wow, BJ, am, you are piling it on tonight. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I am sorry. I'm not going to sit here and take lectures from a woman who didn't even have the temerity to tell her own people who campaigned for her that we lost the election. You know, she was out there whooping it up with champagne uh, on Election Day back in 2016. She's the one who was behind the uh, the PP hoax and the the uh, Steele dossier and all of it. Uh, So we don't need any lectures from Hillary or her uh, her, uh, you know, her, uh, uh, her, uh, I guess you her call group. her right. paramour uh, or male paramour or whatever you want to call him. Well, and uh, you know, the thing is, BJ, too, I think I think it's just so offensive. Um, you know, this is what they did last time. And again, I think this is clearly the strategy, because the minute everything happened also with the House this week, you could hear Joe Biden within hours using that sort of MAGA threat to democracy line. Like, let's bring it out. It's like, OK, we're close to some elections that are pivotal again on state. And there's some municipal elections that are happening across the country. And so they're like, OK, we got to bring it out. And you see that it'll fade again and then it's going to come back again. Like this is going to be clearly their messaging. So how do the Republicans combat it when when it's it's the whole thing MAGA bad uh, you don't deserve to deserve to be on the face of the earth, uh, and we're the good guys. What is the GOP going to do to respond? I'll tell you what. Uh, we we have we went on the field of ideas. 
Uh, and we we ha- we have the playing field on that. Uh, we need we need term limits and we need caps on spending. You have callers and I listen to them and they they can tell you every different aspect of the problem and they're very good at it. But I don't hear much of the solution. The solution in my mind is a convention of states. That's the only thing where we we be able to uh, institute a constitutional convention. But in the short term, in the short term. We need, since we know that the, the election of 2020 was squeaky clean, what we need to do is to vote just like the Democrats voted. Okay, we need to have election season. We need to have our own ballot boxes. You know, you know, Facebook had their big ballot drop boxes. We can get a truth social ballot box. We can do all that. We can vote like they did. And if we vote like they did and we show up like they did and we vote in the middle of the night, and we vote next week and this week and the, the other week, we'll win the election. Because it's a squeaky clean election. Exactly. And and by the way, anybody who's dead or anything, make sure that they vote too, okay? You know, because that's that's always nice if they vote uh, several times, BJ. (laughs) I'm telling you, it is so crazy and it's going to be interesting. You could could see that the stakes are so high uh, because think about the direction that this country has taken in just the last three years. Uh, the question is, you have to sit at home, and I hope everybody listening, wherever you go, I'm not gonna, I never tell people like who to vote or where to vote, uh, but I will tell them, uh, sit back and say, do you like where it's headed? And do you want three more, four, you know, four more years of it after one more year? Think about eight million cross the border. We're going to have another two or three million on the record. Many off the record, so probably 15 million, probably total at the end of the first term. Do you want more of it? And imagine what it would be like a second term, because then they'll feel they have a mandate. That's usually when all the stuff kind of comes out. That's when people really sit back. Uh, and you don't think he's sitting back on the border now? Uh, it's going to be like Niagara Falls. And how this is going to look like child's play. And that is really, really scary, BJ. Um, and you brought up some great points. People need to get out and vote. That That's the bottom line. They got to go out and do everything that's legal, that's allowed, That's permitted in their different states, but they got to get they can't sit on the sidelines because you see how much this country has changed. And I don't think for the better. I agree with you, BJ, big time. Uh, Let's go to Stan in Forest Hills, line five. Stan, your thoughts. I want to reply first to uh, the BJ, the boring joke uh, two days ago, who said that Teddy and I uh, were destroying the Republican Party. I heard that stupid quote by this idiot. Uh, and we were destroying the party. I heard that. I couldn't believe what I heard. Well, well two things. Uh, wait, wait, a wait no, I'm no, a- no. Hold on, Stan. Hold your little uh, your little britches there, okay? First off, uh, two things. Just uh, when he said that, I also heard. I hope you heard. I I defended you, Stan. I said there's something kind of lovable about Stan, and they have a right to their opinion, like you have a right to your opinion. Go ahead, Stan. Let's get something straight, okay? Uh, the Republicans are destroying themselves. It ain't me that's destroying it, or Teddy. It's Donald Trump is destroying it. And uh, what's his name? Who got uh, what's his name out of uh, the speakership? That that sex fiend lunatic, as well as the other sex fiend lunatic. Who are you talking guy. about, Hunter Biden? Who are you talking no, about? No, I'm talking about the congressman who got the speaker out. That idiot who looks like he's out of his mind. Uh, that guy, I forget what's he. I, 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 he's not that. I important. think you're referring to Matt Gates. Yeah, yeah, Matt Gates, that moron. Yeah, that. Hey, I give him credit. He he used his power to get rid of. It just shows you how bad the Republicans are. 
and so forth. But the reality is, I didn't disagree with what Hillary Clinton said. She was absolutely right. Wait. There is a oh. disease. There is a disease, and it is wrapped around Donald Trump, and he has them right between his mutual of Omaha. He knows exactly what he's doing. It's about him. And these idiots and fools will go down with him and so forth. But that's fine. I have no problem with that. Stan, first of all, you are living in la-la land. Uh, First, I do like the Mutual of Omaha. That's a new one that I've heard. (laughs) It's between the Mutual of Omaha. That's interesting. But clearly, he is leading in the polls, Stan. You cannot tell me that what we just heard from Joe Biden, I don't know if you heard what we played before at the press conference, it was incoherent. And that is our leader of the free world. That's an embarrassment, Stan. I, I don't know how this guy's going to last. Honestly, Stan, you have got to be kidding me. This guy was like, oh, uh, I'm going to just, I'm going to play the beginning of it again, Stan. And you tell me if you're proud. This is, this is cut 17. And this is Joe Biden at the press conference. Listen to this and see if you can stay awake, Stan. I'd look, I got to choose my words here. You all are not the happiest people in the world. What's your report? And I mean it sincerely. It gets a more little, you get more legs when you're reporting something that's negative. I don't mean, I don't mean you're picking on me or I'm just the nature of things. You turn on the television and there's not a whole lot about boy saves dog as he swims in the lake, you know, to say, you know, it's about, you know, somebody pushed the dog in the lake. I mean, I, I, I get it, but If you just listen to what's going on around the world, there's reason for people to be concerned. There's reason for people to be concerned what's going on with in Russia. There's reason to be concerned about what's going on in other parts of the world. I think that the American people are smart as hell and know what their interests are. I think they know... They're better off financially than they were before. It's a fact. And all the all that data, all that polling stuff shows they think they're more positive about the economy than they've been, more positive about their jobs, et cetera. Um, I just think if you let me put it this way. If you just watch what happened last week in the Congress, how excited are you going to be about much of anything? Anyway, uh. Stan, that's Can't the leader of the with free that. world. Can't disagree with that. Uh, you know what? Right. Stan, what I'll a get, mess. hang on. What a mess. I will agree with you. You can't disagree with it because you can't understand it. So how can you disagree? That guy cannot speak. He is an embarrassment the way he is addressing the American public and the world. The world is watching, and that guy can't even get a word out. He is all over the place, and he can't even, he doesn't even have the decency to say, you know what, we're wrong. That leaked memo that said the border is a leaky sieve and there's a whole bunch of people crossing at historic proportions, that's why we're adding those 20 miles of border wall. No, 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 they don't even have the guts to say that. They just have to say, oh, we're forced to do it. Like, we're a bunch of morons. Uh, You know what, Stan? Uh, I think a lot of people would take a mean tweet but know that their border is safe. That's a big deal. Uh, you seem to think a tweet is worse. Uh, and I think your priorities are well out of whack 
uh, check your mutual of Omaha's. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. That sounds like Joe Biden, because boy, is he confused. And speaking of what a crazy week we just had in Washington and in this country, uh, next week is going to be one for the record books. We'll see if the GOP indeed is able to get a new House speaker after all the turmoil that happened this week. Uh, and also, we'll see if Trump has to be the interim speaker maybe for a little bit while they decide who will be the full-time one. Will it be Jim Jordan? Will it be Steve Scalise? Will it be somebody else? Uh, we will certainly keep you posted on all of that. Uh, let's go to Pam in New Jersey, Line 7. Pam, uh, you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Go ahead. Good evening. Uh, I seem to remember over 80 years ago another Social Democratic Party that adhered to Hillary Clinton's advice and started tattooing a certain group of people, and then they warmed up the ovens. Hmm, interesting. Wow, 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 wow. Well, first off, I I don't like the idea of the deprogramming, and you're right, some of the rhetoric is the same. However, obviously, nothing can compare to what happened uh, 80 years ago. But it is scary to hear any sort of that, that deprogramming and the verbiage and and some of the undertones, I think, I think are really concerning the phrasing. And it does, uh, it does send chills, I think, to a lot of people. And it's just, it, it's so inappropriate. It's so sweeping. And I just think it, it's so disgusting. We're all Americans. And to treat people like, okay, if you're MAGA, you're, you know, you're swept under the rug. Uh, you don't deserve to exist. There's something really dangerous about that. Um, so the dangerous, uh, at least undertones, I think are, are really scary. Uh, Pam, thank you. Let's go to Gary, line five. Gary, your thoughts. Well, that's Stan. He uh, he really must be fun at parties, and he must be a fun neighbor. That guy is incredibly annoying. So <laughs> I, I must have... consistent. <laughs> oh my God, he's like. I imagine him as your neighbor banging on your wall at night. <laughs> I. Uh... <laughs> radar, 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 radar. You know, can you imagine? You'd be like. Uh, uh, sorry about my uh, grouchy neighbor, guys. You know, Gary, I apologize. We're wrapping up. Make sure you call everybody on Monday. We'll continue with your calls. Have a great weekend.